listening to The Bucket List with Beefy and Diana Simons. I went for a haircut yesterday, and I've never, ever seen this before. The guy vacuumed my head. He what? They had these vacuums coming out of the roof, and after he cut my hair, he actually got the vacuum and sucked all the um, straggling hairs off my head so it didn't get on my clothes. It was brilliant. I thought, why has nobody thought of this before? (laughs) You should have got a photo. That's crazy. But it uh, it was awesome. I thought... This is great. Felt good. Have you ever had your head vacuumed? No, but I'd like to. I'll tell you what, it's good. Feels good. <laughs> We're going to be talking about the New Zealand Rural Games. Yes. We've got some really interesting chat about some of the activities going on. We'll get into cool. that a bit later, including yeah, speed milking. Speed milking. New Zealand Rural Games. Right up my street. So haven't you ever wanted to get your hands around a pair of udders? I've milked a cow. You haven't, have well, you? Of course I have. I'm from Wales. I think it was a school trip. We went to a, <laughs> we went to a farm or a dairy and, uh, yeah. Were you supposed to be doing that? <laughs> uh, yes, it was illegal. Is there a such thing as illegal cow milking? I don't know. <laughs> but I have milked a cow, yes. Good to hear You've got to do alternate udders. How many are there? <laughs> Four udders. Oh, keep your hands busy. It is the World Black Pudding Throwing Championship in Ramsbottom. So what you have to do in the Black Pudding Throwing Championships is basically knock over a stack of Yorkshire puddings. The Black Pudding is traditionally from Lancashire. Yorkshire puddings are traditionally from Yorkshire. So you don't actually eat it? You can if you like. Have you had it? Black Pudding? Yeah. used to have it all the time. It's awesome. I love Black Pudding. It's disgusting. It's like a blood clot. Yeah. And? Your problem is, Di, if it tastes good... Also, where is the Queen going to be this weekend, do you think? The Queen is on holiday at Balmoral. What happens this time every year is the Braemar Highland Gathering, which is, you know, tossing the caber and all that stuff. The one you normally see on TV, mainly because the royal family turned up. This is the first Highland Games of the season where they actually bring in the full complement of heavy events. Yeah. The signature event is the caber toss. Hey, do you know who the best people in the world are at the minute for caber tossing? Big bulky men. Um, would it be the Scots? It's the Germans. The Germans like the caber toss. You know, these things, 225 kilos. They're big things. In fact, the word caber is from the Gaelic word for pole. Well done. The Braemar gathering has been going for nearly 800 years. Wow. From 1836, the royal family have been at Braemar, but I think the Braemar gathering has been going since 16-something. And the tossing of the caber, it was actually devised by a Scottish woodman in his leisure time. What else would you do it's in like, your leisure time apart from throw big trunks of tree around? This is interesting. A publican in England has organised what could become the largest gathering of people with the name Nigel. <laughs> Four pubs a week close in the UK nowadays. Pubs have to get very creative to try and get people in the pub. This guy's decided he's going to break the world record for the most number of people named Nigel in a single place. How many Nigels do you know, Di? I know one. Do you? Yes. It's not a very popular name these days. Not anymore. No, I I don't think I know any. I'm just thinking I went to school with one, definitely. Well, it's become very unfashionable as a name, apparently. Which is quite strange because you've got Nigella Lawson. Nigel Lawson was a politician, right? Right. Guess what he called his kids? Nigel and Nigella. How sad is that? Also, if you're into clay shooting, I believe there's something going on this weekend. Oz shooting have a come and try day today and tomorrow, but they call it clay target shooting. Do you know why? Because when we used to call it clay pigeon shooting, the pigeons got offended. How dangerous is it? They don't use bullets, do they? Oh, they use cartridges. You could kill someone if you shot them in the head. No doubt. I don't think I want to try it So if you ever want to try it, and this is on people's bucket list, be good fun, that. Have you done that? Uh, No. I've done shooting, but not clay target shooting. 
There's nothing like being at a live event. Whether it's the Australian Open Tennis, the Rugby World Cup 2019 in Japan or the Bathurst 1000. With over 20 years experience, Sportsnet will ensure the adventure of a lifetime. With over 50 world-class events, Sportsnet guarantees official tickets and accommodation, even to sold-out events. You'll even get access to behind-the-scenes experiences. Over 10,000 travellers each year choose Sportsnet. Call 1-300-888-858 or visit sportsnetholidays.com. Does your sporting club or community group need help with fundraising? My Club Shop is your essential fundraising partner. This free service is simple to use and can provide a 12-month-a-year revenue stream. With support from great companies like Samsung and TCL and new features being added daily, this revolutionary platform is a complete game-changer. Did we mention it's all free? All you have to do is log on to myclubshop.com.au to register your interest and one of our friendly team will get in touch straight away. That's myclubshop.com.au. This is The Bucket List with Beefy and Diana Simons. Beefy, we can never get enough of unusual sporting events and the New Zealand Rural Games is coming up next year and it's going to be an absolute hoosh. I love quirkiness of sport. One of the interesting competitions is Speed Milking Championship and they invite you to grab a handful and give it a go. (laughs) But they use an artificial cow. It's not a real cow. Oh, no. So the cow's not being manhandled. They call it high-tech substitute for real cows. Do you know, years ago, Pura Milk took over the sponsorship of the Sheffield Shield. Queensland were hosting the final and I was up there with the Queensland team and the players actually had a speed milking challenge run by Pura Milk. It's hilarious. Did you do it? But who won? Queensland did. They're the cow farmers, aren't they? Also, the Russian egg roulette. Competitors sit opposite each other with a tray of uh, five hard-boiled eggs and one fresh egg. The tosser throws the egg at the other person. No, they don't. You slam it into your own head. Oh, you do, do you? Yeah, you put it into your own. It's Russian roulette, oh, yeah, guys. that's right. You, you sm- don't get a gun and shoot other people in the head when you're playing Russian roulette, do you? That's right. You smash that into your forehead yes. until one player finds out. The person who obviously gets a fresh egg against his head loses. Yeah. I think is- me and you should play this on air. What do you reckon? Should we do it live on air? We could do it. Uh, actually, we could, we could. I could get a substitute for me if that's okay. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, you can't win bait on me like that. Can we use Easter eggs? The Easter eggs, you know, with the chocolate gooey centres. Oh, the Cadbury's cream eggs? Yeah, they're good. That'd be delicious. Uh, that sounds like fun. I still think we should go with eggs. The winner gets to eat them. Cow pat tossing, you wouldn't want to be eating that. It's basically a dried cow turd. I know all about cow pat tossing. How would you know about cow pat tossing, Beef? Is this something you do in Wales? <laughs> no, it does. Like because cow or- pets don't get dry in Wales. It's permanently wet. Try picking up a wet cow pat. Anyway, you can get your hands dirty and have a go at this classic Kiwi sport cow pat. Discus and style is the best way of doing it, by the way. They claim that they use only the finest local cow pats and it's sponsored by Federated Farmers. Isn't that hilarious? That's where they get the cow pats from. And one of my favourites, the New Zealand Coal Shoveling Championship. Now, they send the New Zealand champion down to Tasmania for the World Coal Shoveling Championships as well. Sounds amazing. We'll speak to uh, Steve Hollander from the New Zealand Rural Games very shortly and find out more about this crazy games coming up in 2020 on the bucket list. You're listening to The Bucket List with Beefy and Diana Simons. 
And this morning we're chatting to Daniel Ciccone from Sportsnet Holidays and the Aston MotoGP 2020 is coming up next year from the 26th to the 28th of June. Daniel, why would you travel to the Aston MotoGP? It's no doubt one of the most iconic and historic events in motorcycle Grand Prix racing. Known as the Cathedral of Speed due to the fast and flowing circuit layout. So that makes it a pretty exciting event to experience. It's a circuit that doesn't seem to suit one manufacturer more than others with four different winners in the last four years. This is actually quite unusual in an era dominated by Marc Marquez who's on track to win, pardon the pun, six world championships since 2013. It's also a race that tends to produce close results. In the last five races, the average gap between first and second only been about two seconds and lastly, it's two hours north of Amsterdam and, you know, one of the most unique and fun cities in the world and a really nice city to combine with seeing some MotoGP. One of my most famous memories of Assen is back in 2016 when, uh, Jack Miller sensationally claimed his first yes. and to date still his only MotoGP win against very dominant Marc Marquez. Motorsport fans in Holland go ballistic. They love these events. That's why we have brought on Aston uh, for 2020. It's the first time we're doing it. We've had a, quite a people ask for it uh, over the years and we've finally decided to put it on our shelf. So we're really, really excited about it. What special things can punters expect if they're going to make the trip to Assen in 2020? Assen is quite a small place. Difficult to get a accommodation we've got it our packages will include four nights in Assen breakfast daily you get your three-day general admission ticket now the great thing about a general admission ticket in Assen is that for the Friday and Saturday it's a roving seat so you still get access to grandstands which is fantastic as part of the package you can also get access to the TT festival of Assen so it's a four-day music festival it includes local and international acts it's in the heart of Assen and they expect over 200,000 guests over the four days that'll make it a lot more fun and, and we'll throw in some merchandise as well. Why should you book a travel package through Sportsnet Holidays? It's incredible value for money. All those inclusions I just mentioned, $985 per person, twin chair. Oh, wow. Excellent value. The accommodation is in Assen, which is super difficult to find. We have it. I don't know another travel company in this part of the world offering packages to this event. I'm really, really excited to be offering this one on top of the the others that, that we already offer in the MotoGP range. And the convenience factor. We will make it easy. As I say every week, we are a one stop sports travel shop. And that's why we love it. And what other MotoGP events do you offer? This year we've done the Italian MotoGP, which was really successful. We've got Japan, Malaysia, Thailand and Australia coming up over the next eight or nine weeks. So busy time. We've got lots of people going to all four of those. Next year we're bringing on Catalonia as well in Spain, which is very, very exciting. And in 2021, we will be guaranteed to bring on the uh, the Indonesian MotoGP in Lombok, across the way from Bali, which Australians love. That one's going to be a ripper as well. And that's why you should check out Sportsnet Holidays. It's sportsnetholidays.com. That's sportsnetholidays.com. Or give them a call. 1300 888 That's 1300 The US Open tennis on right now. Why don't we head over to Flushing Meadow with BP? We have taken the characters out of all sport, not just tennis. There's just no characters left because either they get fined or they're scared of saying the wrong thing. I think we've taken it just a little bit too far. This is why we'll never quite understand the Nick Kyrgios situation, but we continue to get frustrated. It's who we want to get behind, who we want to love, who we want to see play great tennis on the world stage. If only he could combine his character 
and the good part of his unbelievable talent, you've got an unbelievable tennis player. A bit different, he's not boring, he's not a stereotype, it's a great combination. Another player that's actually been throwing a bit of a tantrum is Stefanos Tsitsipas, the Greek player, called the umpire weirdo. Was that making big press in the US as well? Yeah, he's an interesting character, Stefanos. Alexander Zverev, who got knocked out of the tournament again, he said the next gen need to behave themselves. They need to have a bit of respect for the game. You're out there fighting your own battle. You don't mind a player who's going to lose every now and then because you've got no one to turn to. He sort of has lost his way a little bit in the last uh, couple of months. And, you know, this whole coaching thing has, has me fascinated. I mean, every coach who sits there in the stands, I mean, the hardest job is playing, but the next hardest job is the support box. You're not allowed to technically coach, but the player's looking at you every single minute and he wants something. He wants a feet off you. He wants a hand gesture of some sort. So he got told off for He didn't like it. He lost, his, lost the plot and lost his ways. It's an emotional game. Somehow you've got to be able to channel those emotions in the right way if you're going to be a champion. Serena Williams is in the final, taking on uh, Canada's yeah. Bianca Andreescu. Now, is this Canada's first ever Grand Slam final representative? No, let's do a trivia quiz, because uh, yeah. you are a man of uh, world sport. Now, it, was, it wasn't that long ago that Canada had a female finalist at a oh. major, and I'll give you a clue. She's actually dropped so far off the radar now that she's probably on a beach somewhere because she's more known for her ah, Instagram okay. uh, Eugenie activity. Bouchard, did she get to a Grand Slam final? Wimbledon, five years ago, I was it's obviously uh, up there for all our bucket listers out there that want to go and see a uh, tennis tournament, especially in New York, and experience the, the Big Apple. Brett Phillips, thanks so much for your time on the Bucket List on SEM+. You're listening to The Bucket List. From One Cover Travel Insurance, here's Aisha with a travel tip. Today, my travel tip is a two-in-one packing tip. Firstly, if you want to pack lighter, you should avoid last-minute packing. I know some people are really good at packing the night before and getting everything right, but if you're anything like me, you arm and are over what take and often regret some of the things you take and some of the things you left behind. I've found that if you pack two days in advance and let it breathe and then revisit it in 24 hours, you'll almost guarantee that you end up taking something out or you remember something that you, know, you really want to take and then you just end up packing better. And secondly, if you want to pack smarter, just pack what you wear at home. So I know some people go traveling and they buy all these things that they think they need to wear overseas or buy big puffy jackets or whatever if they're going somewhere cold. And sometimes that can be useful, but generally you should just pack what you wear at home because it's not like you're becoming a different person just because you're going overseas. When planning your next holiday, make sure you take out travel insurance with one cover. Call one cover on 1300 192 021 or onecover.com.au. You're listening to The Bucket List with Beefy and Diana Simons. We have Steve Hollander. Steve Hollander. He is the founder of the New Zealand Rural Games. Next year's program, 14th and 15th of March 2020. Is it in uh, Manawatu? It is. It's in the middle of Palmerston North. We jam in 20,000 people. We usually get over 30 to 35 attending the whole event. There is one that's caught my eye, and Kaupat Toss. Yes. Yeah, this has been going on for a few years, and it's now very serious. You get farmers and folk coming from all over the show, fling either a wet or dry cow pad as far as they possibly can for a pretty serious trophy. 
We've got some wonderful sports at a serious level, wood chopping, sheep shearing, fencing, and so we hold those championships for very serious prize money and trophies. But then there's all these other sports the community can get engaged with and a lot of fun. When we did the running of the walls, it went all the way through to ESPN and they were laughing over in the States about these idiots that were running a thousand sheep down the main street. I did see the New Zealand Speed Fencing Championship. It does get very competitive, doesn't it? Fencing is a marvellous sport. In New Zealand, because our country is mainly farms that have wooden fences all over the country, and these guys get out and compete with each other, it's very, very serious. I mean, we have really big prizes and big trophies for these top-end half a dozen sports that are quite serious. You don't get more Aussie than, uh, well, actually New Zealanders, sorry, than uh, throwing a gumboot. That's pretty cool. The gumboot throw is it's a worldwide sport now. I mean, when when they held, when they held the world championships, which they generally do over in Scandinavia, but last year we held them in Tai Happy in New Zealand, where gumboot throw we say started off. It's a huge event, and um, Tai Happy is the gumboot capital of the world, and you can you can rock up into Tai Happy any any time and throw a gumboot down the lane in the middle of the city. Do the Brits get a bit jealous because they uh, they've got the Welly Wanging World Championship, which is held in Upper Thong Village in. <laughs> Yorkshire. Is there a bit of uh, friction between gumboot throwers and welly wangers? We're very aware of the Poms letting us know that they hold the World Championship at this event and that's cool. We join into their fun as well because we, we send over our guys from New Zealand to their competitions actually. We send over the top bloke and the top girl of our competition over to the other side of the world each year. Definitely one to put on the bucket list. If you fancy a weekend away in New Zealand next year, 14th and 15th of March, I think me and Di might be heading over because I'm I'm looking forward to this. This is absolutely awesome. An excuse to throw a cow pad at you, Boofy. <laughs> no doubt. Got to have you there. Very enlightening talking to you this morning. That is Steve Hollander. He is the founder of the New Zealand Rural Games on the Bucket List. Are you going on a holiday? Well, what's the one thing you need when one thing goes wrong? Voted Travel Insurer of the Year 2019. One Cover Travel Insurance. Give me that insurance. Travel insurer of the year by productreview.com.au. One Cover is underwritten by certain underwriters at Lloyd's. Always read the videos before purchasing at onecover.com.au. <gasps>